Hello and welcome to The Ball Bags, a weekly podcast breaking down all the news from the United Rugby Championship, the NFL, the English Premier League, the NBA and the wide world of sport. One. Hello and thanks very much for tuning into this week's episode of The Ball Bags, season four, episode six. If there's any eagle-eyed listeners out there, you'll notice we've skipped an episode. Unfortunately, life just got in the way and there will never be a season four, episode five. Um, delighted to be joined, as always, by the Chief. How are you, my fine sir? I'm good, Sasquatch. It's Friday Eve. We're getting close to the weekend and, yeah, the, the mood is good. Yeah, look, a little bit, little bit of trivia... For the for the listeners, myself and the chief do play for the same rugby club. I'm mean, no fixture this weekend, so you can start to try and pin the pieces together, figure out what club that is, and dissect accents and try and work it out as to who we are. But uh, not that we don't enjoy playing rugby, but there is something sweet about a weekend with no rugby after successive yeah, weekends it, of it, rugby. It's good. Uh, we can actually just enjoy the matches on TV and whatever and. Yeah, get get the body right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so look, without much further ado, we know the formula at this stage. Chief, your player of the week and why? Uh, player of the week is uh, Big Rasmus Highland for United. Very much the biased pick in terms of, obviously it's the team I support, but two goals in the first seven, eight minutes against Luton at the weekend. He's... Six games in a row he scored in now, I think. Um, youngest player to do it as well in Premier League. He's really turned the corner since probably Christmas time. Uh, when he, whenever he banged in his first Premier League goal, he's, you know, like he he showed glimpses, but he's like, he's looking, he's looking more confident, on the pitch. So yeah, um, not much more to say. He obviously ended up being the match winner. <laughs> For them, yeah. Look, I'm I'm not gonna put up too much fight to be fair, but I suppose I would just add to that is the the key word is confidence. He just is starting to look like, and I don't think there was ever a lot of ill will to him, um. But I do think he just was mm. exceptional. Um, and the confidence is really starting to flow. So, oh, brilliant. Um, mine's a bit off-piste, as the fella says. Um, obviously, look, massive rugby league fan myself. As fans in the network would probably know. Um, and the kind of precursor to the season took place last Saturday. It was the Indigenous All-Stars versus the Mary All-Stars. I encourage you all to go back and watch the highlights of on YouTube. Uh, simply put, it's just a spectacle. There's a hacker versus an indigenous war dance beforehand. Really gets the spine tingling. And my player of the weekend is a player by the name of Nico Hines. May not be too well known outside the rugby league circles in this country, but has kind of had a couple of good seasons back to back and was exceptional uh, at the weekend. And obviously, a key performer for the winning side. He had a dry assist, all-round play, which is fantastic. And I just, 
maybe it was the hunger in me for a bit of league um, having kind of made you with Super League and the thirst for the NRL is the way I, I picked him in but I'm, I'm not going to put too much fight and I do think you know, you know your call on Rasmus may be justified so happy to concede this week but it won't become I, I'm happy to accept an easy win <laughs> yeah take them when you get them <clears throat> take them when you get them so without much further ado Chief you agree or disagree yeah so it, it, a couple of Irish pundits uh, rugby pundits have been probably bandying this about but um, it's to do with Tyg Furlong man has miles under his belt uh, owes Leinster in Ireland nothing in terms of his service but my question is should Ireland and Leinster be looking to rest them more maybe blood other options with the ultimate aim of having him fully fit for 2027 Australia couple of elements to this we've we've discussed this previously um more so in the context of maybe mm. was he finished after the world cup yeah. he didn't have a great world cup i premise it by saying this in that i maybe don't see the six nations especially year one of a world cup cycle the same way the rfu seems to win it see it in that they're going to win the six nations yeah. each year every year i think we've done a phenomenal job in this country maybe it's the RFU maybe it's the, the school system we have in place that's just churning out talent but you arguably have had in the last two World Cup cycles a world class player in every position yeah over the two World Cup cycles I think it's a stretch for Tyg to make 2027 um, I know he's not that old, but as you said, miles in the clock and miles mm. in the clock at that weight. And that's the thing anyone who follows basketball would notice. Like the big thing about Wimbanyana is his height. And we've never really seen a player last that long that was that height. Like Yao Ming's streams to mind. When people physically are outside traditional norms. It does put an mm. awful lot of strain on the body. Again, a yeah. basketball example strings the mind. And it's Derek Rose in that he was just too powerful for his body. And that meant that he was the youngest MVP in the league. And then he's still playing. He's a shell, but he's a shell of his former self. Sad he yeah. never got back. Exactly. And you know as a Chicago uh, sports fan, it's a, probably yeah. an example yeah, that's yeah. that comes quite close to mind. Um, and the thing about Tyg is the reason why we love him is he he could do stuff that was a little bit out of the ordinary. Look, you, you remember them steps Scotland, against? I think was it? Yeah, uh, Scotland. Like he has those. Yeah. he has that highlight package which comes from a rare yeah. form of athleticism at his size. And I just don't think he's going to make it. Like n no matter how we load manage him, mm. I just don't think he's going to make it twenty twenty seven. That being said, I think there is options out there and I mm. think now is the time to blood them. But I don't think they're going well, to. Interestingly enough, I suppose, 
this week, like Oli Yeager was brought back into the squad um, after playing against the Scarlets last week. And he's now made the bench. So mm. essentially, Ireland want to test him out against Wales this weekend. But you can look at it that he's possibly jumped Tom O'Toole a little bit uh, in the pecking order. Mm. Um, Tom O'Toole's mm. still very young. Like I think he's, what, 24, 25, uh, if even. Like he's, you know, he's still a, he's nowhere near his prime years like as a prop. Um, but, I, and Finley Bealham was probably given the week off, you know, a new baby home and stuff like that. So maybe he was given time off for that. And that's why they've, you know, took this chance to go with Jaeger. But I think I, I'd like to see maybe, maybe not the England game. Um, I, I actually probably would have liked Tyg to get a break this week to have him fresh for the England game. Um. Mm. But in saying that he might he might only play a half and Oli Yeager comes on, plays it out. Um but I think going forward, like we you could be in a position that Tig isn't in the match day twenty three, but then towards that twenty seven goal, he could be the tight head to come on the bomb squad, like essentially. Do you know and I yeah, so that like that could be Which it, you I know. Guess. So I think he's he's thirty one now. So he'd be just turning 35 at the next World Cup, which Keane Healy was, mm. if he, if he had, had it been fit, he would have been 36 in, at the last World Cup. Mm. Keane Healy is my next point. Yeah. He's also on the bench. Is, is that like... The one thing I would say is like the selection in the Six Nations mm. has I found it strange. So, Kieran Farley was good enough for the bench against France. He wasn't yeah. good enough for the bench against Italy. He's good enough. I know Keenan's yeah. injured, but he's good enough to start this week. And it's like I don't know if we're viewing sides mm. the same as we sh- probably should be. Like the Italy game was a perfect yeah. opportunity to start Farley. Even at twelve, it's very safe. Um, yeah, I think Ireland selection could. It could uh, be a, yeah, an absolutely. Yeah. Like, uh, and everyone has, you know, players that they like from different provinces. Like, no matter who you support, like James Hume at Ulster. You know, he did an incredible couple of years there up until probably last se- like the, the end of last season, missed out on the World Cup squad. Mm. Um, haven't, to be honest, I haven't seen too much of Ulster this year to see how he's playing. I think he, he's had a couple of injuries as well and stuff. But, you know, people mm. like would be screaming, oh, Hume should be there, with, especially with Ringrose out uh, injured and stuff. So we've carried Ringrose now. This is the third mm. week he's not been included, but he's in the training squad. It's like, well... Okay, James Hume could have been one to come in there. Anton Frisch at Munster, uh, Cottle Ford or someone like that at Connacht. Um, you know, even even uh, the likes of Osborne mm. and stuff at Leinster. Like there's there's options. It, but we we don't we're never going to know if they're test level players if they're never given a chance in a test and a meaningful test. You know, not not just in November tests. And, uh, exactly. Yeah, and even like, yeah, you like you'd argue 
an autumn international against South Africa or New Zealand is less meaningful yeah. than a Six Nations fixture against Italy. I'd argue that. Because there's there yeah. is genuinely competition points to play for and, and it does just the, turn like the up a notch. Thing about it is especially since the bonus point system came into the Six Nations, that that could be the difference in you winning or losing a championship. Well, you know, like so if, if in a non Grand mm. Slam year, that could be the difference of you winning and losing a championship. So yeah. You know, like if Hugo Keenan had got injured any earlier in that game, and it like it to- throws total chaos to the bench and stuff. Like, no one, no one else has really been tested there at fullback. We know Frawley can play there, uh, like he's done it for Leinster, mm. but again, it's mm. it's different level. Like he's he's going to be fifteen against Wales. Like there, mm. you'd expect him to kick an awful lot down on top of him and have that back row chasing them up and pressuring them so it's good good to I suppose it's a it's a good thing and a bad thing in a sense so we'll we'll see what he's made of and you know obviously Farrell likes something in him like he is a good player you know um, but mm. I just think you look at the whole Leinster situation he's not really got consistent time in our position yeah. and I think that's ultimately what's holding Foley totally back uh, He's had slightly more starts at 10 than 15 for Leinster, but most of his starts have actually been at 12, mm. I think. You know, so it's like yeah, his versatility is great, but it's also a hindrance. It's, you know, it's like it hold, it has held him back, like, and to an extent, like that he nailed down the spot. It's versatility. Yeah. His versatility exactly. is great for everyone by himself. I think is is ultimately the issue. Um. Yeah. No. Look. We. Yeah. We could lose. We could lose a whole show talking about Irish selection. I think <laughs> at present. But look, I have to be cognizant that there's there's fans of other sports that tune into this, or I like to think so anyway. So moving on. Um. Look, Champions League this week got me thinking a bit about European football, and look, we know there's a few, potentially a few marquee managers available this summer plus you never know who's going to make the move at season's end so what I wanted to bring up was Barcelona they're in a mess like is there scope that even the mess that they're in currently is going to dissuade anyone of note from taking on what was at one stage one of world's football's most glamorous clubs as in like like from the 80s I don't care how bad they were anyone would take that job but to add the context La Liga has a soft salary cap. It's not a hard cap like other sports, but it is a soft cap. And on Tuesday, La Liga confirmed the salary caps for each club. Barcelona experienced a 66 million reduction from the previous cap that was set in September 2023 of 270 million euros. That figure also represents a significant drop from the amount the Catalan side were restricted to spend last February which was 648 million. So it's an incredible drop. They're not way off, but given the strength of competition in La Liga, they probably are a fair fair way off. Try and fuck up where they are, but it's just... like, Like, could we see a situation where one of the most instantly recognisable brands in 
world sport, not just world football, is like they're, they're currently third behind Girona by two points, mm. but they're eight points off Real Madrid it's, on top. There's a lot in it, like the the as you say, it's soft salary cap and stuff, but like that's a significant drop, and it's like they've similar enough to United. They've they've been victims of overspending and not recuperating the money on flops, mm. certain flops like the, you know, okay, they got nice big money for Neymar when he went to PSG and stuff but all that's done has driven the prices up for average players or one hit one one season wonder players that you know in the Bundesliga it's like okay we'll take a punt on him we'll you know and then he's a flop and like they're definitely a victim of that like it's quite similar to you, to Man United. I I feel you know like it, it's excuse me um, manager like I still think any manager worth his salt would would love the honor of you know the draw of Barcelona um, with constraints. Is there anything he can do? Like it's 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 either a win win or a lose lose situation. No matter what way you look at it, like it's it's. You know, they they take a punt on a relatively unknown manager. It's like, oh well, our hands are tied. We can't we can't draw a big name manager. We can't draw big name players. And if it's a success, then it's like, oh yeah, look what we done with this guy. And then the other side is Jurgen Klopp or someone. You know, maybe take the reins. It's kind of how I talk, but again, it's like kind of seems to make the most sense for Barcelona because mm. he managed the pro the, the project in Dortmund he managed the project in Liverpool it's another pro yeah. project but he's on about finishing up Is because he, he's ha, has, has he got another project in him so, like I don't know if he so would. maybe like maybe his next move exactly. is okay the Euros play out and then he becomes the German national coach uh, you know as pot pot potential you know it's uh, like yeah. he, he gets All right, to less time. take a Mm. an easier working week and stuff as, as it is and you know maybe that's it it's like you Xabi Alonso like it he's not going to Barcelona I think with his Real Madrid connections Liverpool connections Bayern like uh, you know I, I don't I don't think he he goes there like he, he's potentially yeah. a target for both Liverpool and Bayern at the end of the season as well Um. And mm. like they've tried their ex-managers, and you know, like they they keep going back to kind of the same people, and it's like it's not working. It it didn't work the last time, and it's still not working. So the, the, that's the element too. It's 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 like increasingly more political, given yeah. how Catalonia wants its kind of independence, and they kind of mm. seem bereft of going outside of. The, the Basque region for recruitment but look the Sammy Tuchel we know <laughs> is, is, is up for yeah yeah an offer well he's he's gone like he is gone in the summer um, I yeah 
could Pep be persuaded to leave City if they do the quadruple again this year? Yeah. Has he got uh, it too easy? How much more can he like if he does the quadruple again like that? That cements his status like as 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 if it needs any more cementing, <laughs> you know. kind of feel like his his status actually will always be mm. yeah but you anyone could have managed that Barcelona side you went to Bayern Munich who anyone that competed yeah. them in, Bund- in Bundesliga they just signed them you couldn't win a Champions League there does he yeah he might he might go back Barcelona could persuade him to come back or does he try Italy maybe Italy because he played in Italy himself so um, I Speaking of Guardiola, mm. I seen an interesting theory about when he was a player there, about the doctor that and the doping scandal. Uh, you know, it's there's been so much chatter about doping in both Barcelona yeah. and that Spanish side that won the World Cup Euros. Ignore it. That. There's just too much evidence to yeah. disprove me. Like it had to happen in one of those positions. So either Spain was propped up by a Barcelona side that was doping, or there was a national program for doping. We're, we're the fo- forefront of it. With most of the Spanish players benefit from it, but yeah, it was either both in conjunction or one of their own. But someone, yeah, the, someone. What I seen was, was the like just so I can't. Pep was a player. Doctor that was there, like gave him, you know, whatever, and it's like, yeah, and he he got yeah. sacked because of breaches. That he obviously they were found in like two thousand, two thousand one or whatever. But then when Pep became manager, he hired him straight straight away. Like, and it's like, okay, well, it's like the Russian thing. It's like you've been proven to be caught doping, but you bring back the person responsible for it. It's like. And the other element yeah. to that too is at the time the league were not testing for EPO for some reason. A national program. Yeah. Which yeah. would make it's me like, think it, it was a national it was, doping program. Yeah. Who Barcelona probably was, was given growth well. hormones and everything to try in. Well he, he, mm. he actually was, he suffered a rare form of dwarfism. Yeah, yeah. He definitely was. Like that's a that's a fact, but that was on medical grounds he was true. <laughs> <laughs> but look that's that's another episode as well we could do three episodes tonight if you want um, we could get that <laughs> season four episode five we, we could do a post production um, but look we, we won't keep you too much longer just your match of the week so it's the busy weekend of sport Calcutta Cup fixture Calcutta Cup fixture yeah Calcutta Cup fixture between Scotland and England Calcutta. on Saturday uh, quarter to five BBC one Obvious choice as an Irish fan would be Ireland Wales, but I think everyone's going to be watching that anyway. Uh, I think this is going to be much closer. I think England might cause an upset in Murrayfield, or they, they have the ability to cause an upset. Whether they they do, I know they have a couple of injuries and stuff, but yeah, looking forward to to watching that one on Saturday. So that's my recommendation. Bonus for maybe convincing the partner who's not into sport to watch with you. There is no better anthem in the Six Nations 
than Flower Scotland. Yeah. And there's no better rendition than when the English come to mind. For that alone, it's it's a, it's a must watch. So, Um, me personally, similar, similar to uh, your biased take of Rasmus Highland, and less confident in this now after last night's result. Ben, when we record on Thursday, uh, I've gone with Arsenal Newcastle eight o'clock Saturday night. Means you get to watch all your Six Nations, all your three pm kickoffs, all that, and it's two relatively decent clubs. It's an eight o'clock fixture on Saturday. It's nice. I I enjoy them. Um, it's an excuse to get away from the the parent and when she watches Love Island Scotland. and Big Brother and all that other. Yeah, yeah. It's I know. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll read. When you book. watch that, I'll, I'll just go up to the, <laughs> the office there. Yeah. No, it should be yeah. it should be a good game. Um, Newcastle yeah. starting to get a couple of bodies back. And. Uh, Arsenal obviously to be looking to bounce back yes. from yeah. the away job in Porto. Um, so yeah, a good time as you say, eight o'clock on the Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, if you're not going out for points, stick it on. Um, look, the bi- the big M usually means one thing, and that's that it's all from me. Thank you and good night. <laughs>